0: passes from 89 pounds book yours now at the podcast london.com
1: this is the Pete and Sebastian show with Pete Corielli and Sebastian menascalco
2: best
1: it's Jimmy from Boston. So, Biscuit host Jimmy Kimmel Live twice even has Wad on as a guest, yet doesn't plug the cast? Petey's eating vanilla ice cream with rainbow sprinkles like a seven year old girl at the zoo with her stepfather, and yet somehow you two Cinderellas remain confused as to why we aren't higher in the charts? Come on! Later. Pete and Sebastian Show. We're back. I'm Pete Corielli, and of course, joining me, as always, is the new king of late night television, Sebastian Maniscalco, baby!
3: You look so
1: great, bro!
3: Thank you I appreciate that. Uh, it was a very very good experience for me although under circumstances that are abnormal uh, performing in front of a um, one guy a camera guy with a stage guy off to the to the to the right and they're masked up in like the n95s with the shield. So oh. you look you, you I, I felt like I was in a coal mine. Right?
1: (laughs) Yeah, you are. You're all alone. I mean, usually when you're making a show or something, you know how it goes. You go, you listen. If the camera guy is giggling, you're like, all right, it's going good. Even if there's no audience. But now even that guy's got a mask on. (laughs) Shit. It's a weird feeling, right? Oh
3: man, it's strange. And then uh, we shot it at a house in West Hollywood, and then. It, the 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 monologue was done on the first floor and then we moved upstairs for the interviews on the second floor um and you know the the funny thing or the the weird thing about it actually is you have to do the monologue and it's a seven minute monologue and it's in a teleprompter yeah so i just don't think comedy's meant to be read you know mm-hmm. uh it feels it feels red and it feels like you're not in the moment because you're just worried, not worried, but you're just concentrated more on getting all the words right. than just being just in the moment. And uh, that's why I'd like to do a late night talk show once a week so I could kind of memorize the monologue rather than read it, yeah. because you you have to get it all right. No flubs, no nothing. If you flub a word and you're at six minutes and 50 seconds, you got to start over because there's no way to edit it.
1: Right. But here's my question. Why, why do you have to do it word for word? Like, like, let's say, let's say you're doing a bit about dogs and you know, our right, one thing is the dog is wet. One thing is it bites me when I put its food down. And the third thing is it runs away and I close on the runaway thing. And that whole thing has to be five minutes, and those are the three big punches, right? So you just look at the guys. Go, Listen, to, to turn your teleprompter fuck off. I know the three punchlines. I know I got seven minutes. When I get to six minutes, give me a countdown, and I'll delicately fly out on the last bit. And then, <laughs> and then you just do it like you do it. You know what I'm saying? Instead of well, trying to be married to the damn words.
3: Well, it's not so much being married to the words. It's more like. You know when you do a, a stand-up bit for the first time on stage, maybe you've been working on the bit prior to introducing it to an audience. But with this, is we we were coming up with jokes the week of. You know, like you know, I I kind of don't didn't really know where I wanted to go with the monologue. We were right. throwing ideas, and then when you lock it in, similar to a script, where. You know, you're playing with the script all week, and then you give it to the actors, and then you start adjusting stuff and whatnot. Before you know it, you got to perform it, and it's like you don't you don't know. At least it takes me a while to like memorize it to get into my body, so I could then deliver it with with an ease where you see it on a special. But uh, and, and these are more jokes than storytelling. You know what I'm saying? I'm I'm more of a storyteller, and these were these were kind of just jokes peppered in from a a topic. Anyway, a couple things on the side. If you want to, and you don't have this problem, but if you want to see how much weight you've gained, put yourself into a suit. Like, when's the last time you put your suit on?
1: Uh, that funeral that I made fun of oh, two weeks okay. ago. <laughs> oh. yeah. Okay, so... so <laughs>
3: did, did you just slip into the jacket and go, oh, yeah, or, 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 or like, what was the, what was, was the?
1: <laughs> it was actually a little on the big side, because if you can believe it or not, I so not, I, I, I don't wear suits, like, Sadie, my own daughter, never saw me in a suit before in seven years, and the suit I wore is the only nice suit I have, and I bought it to do Letterman, that's how old this fucking thing is, and I was afraid I was gonna be at the funeral, and someone was gonna go, didn't didn't you do Letterman in that <laughs> I mean Letterman doesn't even do Letterman anymore and I still got the suit. <laughs> and I only saved it for deaths, I swear to God. <laughs>
3: So, so you got you got a death suit.
1: I got, dude. I got death shades, man. A dude from this cast, a fan sent me a pair of parasols. I think they're pronounced. Oh, those are nice. Oh, and when I took them out of the case, I looked at Jack. I go, oh, these are for funerals and maybe a wedding here and there. So, so I'm not gonna lie. When I had my first funeral, I'm like rooting for a sunny day just so I can show up with my parasols. I I washed the Tahoe for the funeral, so I. <laughs> Step out of my shiny towel with my parasols. We're not all dead here, right? <laughs> Bro, you, you didn't look fat in your suit, by the way, but go ahead.
3: Well, well thank you. I mean, it, but it was it was, it was was tight. I, I know we've touched on the funerals a couple weeks ago, but yeah. uh, you just brought up a good point. If, if you went to an open casket funeral
2: yeah.
3: and you got up to say, your prayers in front of the body and, and the body had sunglasses on buried, buried in sunglasses. What what do you think of that?
1: Oh God. I I think he's the coolest dude in heaven right there and there. Right. (laughs) I'm like, Oh God. Now, by the way, that would have to be in the will. Right. I mean, the gall to slap on a pair of (laughs) Ray-Bans on a corpse without permission. Right.
3: (laughs) <laughs> well, what? If, what if you're the family member? You come in to check out the body, right? Before the body's introduced to the wake, yeah. the family members go back there, right? So if they go back and and the mortician just said, I don't know, I I put a pair of sunglasses on. What do you What do you think? <laughs> <laughs>
1: I don't know. Your benefit is if you got like a best friend who's like. Come on, we all, what do we all remember most about Bobby, right? I mean, he would always be like, "Where are my shades? Where are my shades?" Whenever <laughs> we are fishing, whenever we having a party, he's like, "Where are my shades?" you know? Let's give him the shades, man.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. uh oh. Oh, 93 on Night Tunes. Oh, come on. Um, I mean, yeah, just making sure this is this gold is being captured. Um So anyways, I'm busting out of my suit. You can't really tell, but it's tight. You know, it's one of those things where if you move, you know, if you did like a, you know, if I bent down to pick up some uh, Kleenex on the floor, I'd rip yeah. the back of my suit open. I'd, I'd do a Lou Ferrigno Incredible Hulk on the damn thing.
1: You could have tore that easily if you wanted to, right? Oh, oh yeah, oh.
3: Uh, absolutely. So, and then I had to wear a second suit the next night. So I was already in, uh, you know, I, I was already in the suit that fit. Now I had to go into oh. the another one, which Jesus Christ, this thing was. I mean, <laughs> if I went to the bathroom and I unzipped my pants, I don't think I would have got them back up.
1: Now, now, see, this is the kind of gold where, like, because it's your first time ever doing late-night TV, like, like if you were on stage at the comedy store for whatever reason in a suit, you would probably go right into, like, listen, I'm in my corona suit right now, all right? This fucking thing. <laughs> because you're totally in your wheelhouse, but when you're somewhere there, like, it is this it, right as it like, this thought of, man... That's a funny bit, but do I do that? And now is the whole country going to be looking at my tight suit if I do that, right? And there were a lot – What did you not even consider doing that because that's funny. I mean,
3: I don't – like, if it was a live studio audience, I think I'd be a little bit more prone to go out there and go, guys, you know – during this pandemic, apparently I put on some weight, and you could tell by the fact that you could see my nipples through the suit. Or whatever, whatever it is.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And by the way, folks, uh, when you go home tomorrow, tune into tomorrow's show because this is my well-fitting suit. T- tomorrow we go tight. <laughs> Tiger Woods once said on the tightest wearing clothes in comedy. Well, I'm going to beat my own record tomorrow. <laughs>
3: Oh, man. So- and you know what I
1: missed, too, without having the live guests? The the ability to pop out from behind the desk and give the big hug to the A-Rods and the and the J.J. Watts. You know what I mean? I Let know, everyone know that you
3: really know these dudes. Well, that's what I liked about the interviews for me, that I had a yeah. personal connection with the guests. I mean, I, I don't know if you saw the Watt interview, but the, the, the guy is is just quick on on it he's on you know just just really good guest and I, I really enjoyed talking to him as well as Ripa and, and Seacrest and, and A-Rod um I know why yeah,
1: I just slide right into show business without without a hiccup oh
3: yeah no <laughs> he, he could definitely slide right in whenever he wants but all in all I had a good time doing it it was um it was fun. I mean, I could see myself doing that on a regular basis. Uh, I don't know how that's going to look, but I had a good time doing it. Um, and it would be a lot better if it was a normal situation with a live studio audience and, and myself and the guests well, interviewing.
1: Listen, of course it would be. But I, 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 and, and did you feel more comfortable from day one to day two?
3: I... Did although I think I did better interviews the first day. Man, I, doing interviews over Zoom is not ideal, um, especially when we surprised that the uh, healthcare worker with Smokey Robinson. When you get two people up on Zoom, it, yeah, you're talking over one another. They did a really good job in the editing room cleaning that whole thing up, but uh, yeah, it uh, it's not conducive to a fluid interview.
1: Well, well. I just want you to know we've done the ninety-three already. We're up to ninety-three. We got a small army here. Let us know which late-night show you want to host. We'll do a hard scroll on the host and find, dig up some dirt if something they said within ten, twelve years ago. We'll get them out, and you can slide right in. I mean, <laughs> you know what I mean, I mean, it's got to be Fallon doing blackface. <gasps> Come on, let's dig deep, people. <laughs> Oh, shit. No man, so, bro, you gotta do a little late night. I dig it, you know. And then and then you take a hiatus to do a film. And then you you go out on weekends to do stand up, like Leno. Come on, you. you we need. You, I listen. I I actually like the hosts that do it late night, so I don't want to say it in that way. But um, I, I think you'd be good at. It. That's all I'm saying.
3: I like it because it it tailors to what I do up on stage. Uh, to be honest with you, I think from what I've read in the comments uh it was a refreshing break from politics because a lot of uh a lot of late night talk shows concentrate on kind of current events politics and politics yes. and what have you so it uh yeah it, it was uh it's something that's kind of tailor-made for for what I do if we do it again that's great if not I don't I don't know bro i I just um I'm really trying to figure out how I can introduce my uh, mother into our, our circle of trust over here because it's getting really sad that my grand or her grandkids can't see her, right? So I'm looking in the testing options. Oh, really? This thing is such a moving target. It's really difficult to. Because I asked the doctor, I go. If Are you talking about
1: Corona now? <laughs> but, I, I, no, I'm serious. It was just such a, a slide right into the virus. I didn't even. And you're still smiling. We don't. Guy, don't ever smile when you talk about the Wuhan fucking special. All right. <laughs> Holy shit. Getting get the right. Uh. Getting you. Getting you a virus mood,
3: and then we'll talk virus.
1: <laughs> Fuck your bullshit. What are you trying to do? you can't you can't even if you get tested it could still they can still have it.
3: Well, that's why I asked the doctor. I said, listen, if somebody with corona sneezed in my face right now, yeah and I got it and I came in today to get tested. Does it show up on the test? He goes, no, probably show up three to five days after you were exposed to it. So I said, okay, so then I come in. I get tested, then I come in again, five days later, get tested again. He goes, well, it could show up seven to ten days. There. I go, oh, come on, man. So the best way to do it, to ensure that you don't have it, would be to get tested today and then get tested again in two weeks. But in between, the, in between, you got to stay inside, yep. quarantine, shut down.
1: Yep, yep, Exactly.
3: It's, it's, so, it's, what's your take? I mean, I, I I know, and I don't know if this happened already or it's going to happen. Your, aren't you seeing your parents soon?
1: My parents are coming this weekend. Sadie Sadie's at a camp all week. I drop her off every day. She's there from eight in the morning till six oh, at night. They have breakfast and lunch uh, to, with the kids. Oh, <laughs> I gave Jesus. I gave it a speech yesterday. I mean, Jackie and I. I mean, two days ago on Sunday we gave her the to talk again because you're starting to camp on monday and it's like you know camp asawana something you know it's deep in the woods the the counselors are young college kids it's the it's the fun magical thing you'd want with the lake and stuff and i'm like uh you know first i tell her about any anybody wants you to go alone in a cabin or something you say no you know obviously that whole thing but now i got to do a mask speech And I actually dropped the F-bomb with her just to really instill in her. I said, because they got to wear the mask a lot, right? So I'm like, listen, if you're ever in a position where you can't breathe, because she says that sometimes, I go, you you pull it down and you breathe. And and if they say no, you say, well, please take me to an area where I can take it off because I can't breathe. And if they still say no, then you tell them dad's phone number and that they can fucking call me and I'll be there in 20 minutes. (laughs) And then they can talk to me about it. Right, and she goes, "Dad, your language." I go, "Well, you tell them that, and you could use that if you want." All right, so that, so they so that they know. It would be great if a 7 year old goes nine-one-seven, blah ba blah 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 You can call my fucking dad; he'll be here in twenty minutes. <laughs> Father of the year, pal. Uh, so uh. my sister's coming with her her daughter, who's twenty, uh, my niece, um, who you know wants to see Sadie, and vice versa, big time. Um, And she's a lifeguard. And she's a college kid. She's partying. So they actually got tested. My sister says, we'll get the results by the time we come see you. But I go, but by that time, my my niece has been lifeguarding, (laughs) you know. And they're coming coming with my mom, who's, you know, using oxygen, and my dad. And and my sister goes, when we get there, we won't hug mom. I go, you just drove five hours in a car with mom. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but she's going to be okay because you're not going <laughs> to hug her? I would. T- <laughs> yeah. You know? So, and then I'm like, do we go out to dinner? Or does mom want to eat at home? And she's like, mom is up for anything. She's tired of being locked down. And she says that her, her, uh, her mental state matters just as much. So she wants to go get the hell out. So that's where my family's at.
3: Well, see I, I well I think where you guys are at I don't think it's I actually have an app that I'm going to send you yeah. and it tells you each city and county in the United States what the probability is if you went to an event with 10 people, 25 people, 50, 75, 100, what are the odds? that somebody at the event has the coronavirus. So I did it for Los Angeles. And if I went to an event with 10 people here in Los Angeles, there is a 33% chance that someone has the virus.
1: Wow, that's high. (laughs) That's a lot, right?
3: (laughs) Well, that's what? Three people out of 10 have it, right?
1: Man, yeah.
3: So I did the same thing for New York around like Brooklyn area for ten people, yeah. and the percent percentage was eleven percent.
1: All right, that's wait, why um, did, I, I don't get it in, in California. I feel like everybody's in cars. There's not as much walking around. Why do they all have it?
3: Uh, I don't know. Could be the fact that uh, we had uh, five hundred thousand people. Uh, protesting uh, a a month ago. No, no, no,
2: no, 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 no,
1: no, 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 no. Studies have shown that it wasn't because of the protesters, all right, guy? Follow your Nancy Pelosi Twitter feed and you'd know that, (laughs) all (laughs) right?
3: I don't know. Maybe that has something to do with it. Maybe we, uh, because we were doing really well. Uh, California was one of the places that had actually kind of contained this thing. I don't know what they're attributing it to because um, we didn't open as fast as the Texas and the Florida. But uh, I don't know. So, i as tell you, uh, we're, well, as
1: far, as, you guys all of a sudden started getting it and then you couldn't stop it. And i got to be honest with you, you tell me if I'm onto something here. I think that the stain and, and the animosity and the anger towards your governor would be even worse if he didn't have such a fantastic hairdo.
3: I know, the guy comes on and the his his looks almost diffuse what's going, <laughs> going on. I mean if he if he
1: just didn't talk his ratings would go up. Right? <laughs> I mean shit. He looks, fit. he looks like he gets up at about 4.30 to look like that. Just tight. I mean, he definitely uses the tweezers and does the manual nose pull on the hands. He don't do no, no maverick buzzer with the adapter up there. Just, you know.
3: <laughs> oh, so. So, that I was just trying to get my mom over here. Uh, I'm trying to figure out if we could go see Lana's family in North Carolina. I'm trying to figure out if I could pick up my dad somewhere in between all this anyway i'm trying to it's just been one of those things where we're trying to put into place something to look forward to and and uh we might have to wait three or four weeks to see where this all plays out but in the meantime i want to get into once again what i showed you uh the video uh we had another evacuation that's insane, bro. I
1: saw the little fires that were on the, on the hill. Talk to us. What happened now?
3: Just uh, hanging out about three thirty, four 4 o'clock, and a neighbor of mine says, hey, I just want to, like, give you a heads up. There's a fire, and this one's, like, pretty close. And he sent me that video, and, uh, and uh, I start kind of assessing the situation, and I said, "Let's get in the car. Let's get the hell out of here because uh, I don't, I don't want to be." And then we had a, we had a, we had a. Huh. I don't know if there's ever been a time in your family where you're. It's like you you have to move fast to get out of something, or there's like. I'll call them the side there...
1: two weeks ago, guy. Of course.
3: Uh, okay, so tensions are running high. Um. I guess we got to do an evacuation practice run.
1: You do. We all do. You (laughs) got to do it in the middle of the night. Your family's going to be pissed off at you, (laughs) but you got to do it, man. And you got to not tell them it's fake until they're all in the car. And you're like, ah, I'm kidding. I got hot chocolate for the kids. (laughs) Right? Oh, shit. Man, no one. I mean, they, they, it, they. don't want to leave anymore, right? I mean, you, it, are you the only house evacuating?
3: Well, it's like I gotta get a pre. No, this this guy that sent me the the video. He he evac. He's evacuating, right? All right. So so, I'm uh, <clears throat> I'm trying to get the family together. I take a case of water. You know, it's like I take a large case of water. <laughs> I'm thinking. Man, we might need water if we don't if we can't come back or what I, I I need a the I couldn't find my survival kit. Did it you, was just it's <laughs> a deli at
1: the bottom of the hill is a 711. I I this isn't the apocalypse, bro, right? I mean, all you need is your wallet.
3: I guess you're right, but I I was just in the in, in the I I don't know. I don't know what I was thinking. I just threw everything in the car, got the kids in the car. We went down to the hill to get yeah. gas yeah. All right. and just waited out there, went Man. back up. But on the way out, I run into a neighbor, right? Yeah. And I don't know if you've seen this, but I, I'm amazed how people don't analyze a situation and kind of figure out what's. The appropriate reaction. I'm I'm tearing out of the the the, the neighborhood, yeah. and this guy's like, "I'm getting a wave, like, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Now, I I pulled on the window, I line aside, and he comes up to the car, no mask, comes up to the car. You ever get these people like, okay, we're in the car, guy, but the windows open, so the six feet rule still applies.
1: Yeah. Right? Absolutely. Dude, 33% in a 10-group people. This guy might have it right now. It's
3: <laughs> insane. And this guy looked like he got struck by lightning. You ever, you ever, you ever meet one of these guys that just, uh, you know, just they they look like they were struck by lightning, and now they're like, hey, what's going on? Like disheveled a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yep. And, yeah. Uh, and he starts going into, I talked to the homeowners association. Guy, there's three helicopters with water dumping it on the bre- what homeowners association? <laughs> get your car and get the hell out of here.
1: <laughs> Man, you the literally helicopters with dumping water at this point?
3: Yeah, they got helicopters dumping water. They got and I didn't know this until I left the 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 neighborhood, there's at least 17 fire trucks lined up. Right? Putting this thing out.
1: Holy shit.
3: And this guy's telling me about Homeowners Association and when the meeting's going to be. And I go, guy, hey, we're in a rush. <laughs> we got to get out of here. <laughs> I, I, we're either going to die from you spitting yeah. in the car or the fire. Hey. So I uh, I left. I came back. You know, we unpacked everything. <laughs> <laughs> this is three things. Like I think I w- I should have been told by my real estate agent how many times Stefani had to evacuate the house.
1: <laughs> yeah, right. That's when they showed you the house. They were all crossing their fingers, "Oh god, please don't have a fire on the hill. Not right now. Not right now." <laughs> they probably soaked the hill down before the open house. <laughs>
3: oh god so we did the evac, evac. then on a, the next video i get and i don't even know if we could post this online i'm looking at your ass in a oh. in a uh <laughs> in an acting uh, uh uh clip
1: yeah oh bro full length film i was the star i found it in my attic i right, hold on before we get into that How are these fires starting? Is lightning hitting the hill? How do you know? Does anyone know how they're starting?
3: Well, that's another thing. I don't know if you've ever started a fire with wood. Have you you done that?
1: No, like rub sticks together and shit?
3: Well, let's say you're camping and you want to do a campfire with with logs. Right. All right? Uh
1: Uh-huh.
3: I've done it in my pizza ovens trying to ignite wood to get a fire going. I, and I'm doing it with with uh, a lighter or a, a you know one of those lighters and 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 um, paper and putting the paper under the wood so the wood could it ain't easy to get a fire going.
1: No I, I, I take wild wood as you say off the ground when I go camping. even if I get it lit, it just starts smoking and goes out and I'm like, hey, really? I'm like how is this shit burning down forest? I can't even heat up
3: my fucking coffee on the grill that's what I'm saying yeah. I'm trying I'm trying to start a fire and I can't
1: I, I, right? I'm right there with you I mean you know and then they always say about LA oh this is like gasoline mate that's what the fucking uh, Australians <laughs> say about the the brush like that that it's like uh, it's like that tin that can go right up but it needs a spark so what what
3: well, well, well that's what I'm saying like I always hear oh it started because someone flicked a cigarette into the into the uh the trail or whatever. I go, if it's that easy, I would just put a cigarette into my pizza oven, and apparently the thing would ignite. Right?
1: <laughs> no shit. Someone should have told me I'll bring some Marlboros, light one up, and toss it in the campfire. <laughs> I'm right there with you, bro. I'm just doing your joke again in a different uh,
3: format. Uh, I, I, I don't understand it. I, I, don't, I don't get it. I got to make sure we're getting this gold. Yeah, it is. Um, by the way, uh, what are people
1: doing? Going to the edge of the fucking hills and just, you know, smoking cigarettes and flicking them like uh, they're outside of a movie theater?
3: I don't know if it's that or it gets so dry that with the heat, that is fu- it possible that a fuck... Come on, this
2: is up there with
1: the, <laughs> with the fucking whale legs. You're going to say it just combusts, guy? Okay. No, no spark? It just gets so hot that it's just a flame appears like ta-da <laughs> oh shit <laughs> oh shit <laughs> I, I'm not gonna lie I, I sometimes think that's gonna happen with my gas I'll have it in the garage and I have the garage door closed and it gets so hot in there that happened like two weeks ago I'm like I have to open up the garage door the gas can's gonna explode from massive heat and then I'm like Well, I don't know if that could really happen man.
3: well can't can that?
1: I don't. I mean, I mean, not, I don't think so. I'm not sure. Man, where's Lou when you need him, bro? I know. Wow. Waste but... them away. It's serious. X
2: Gasoline, sitting undisturbed, closed, and in a plastic gasoline container, should not explode, combust, or catch fire unless the vapors are introduced to a heat source, such as an open fire. Got any more
3: brain busters? I just always hear about these fires, and like yourself, I don't know how they start. Uh, yeah. Is, is anyone
1: looking into that where you live? I mean, maybe instead of 17 fire trucks, we have 16 and one detective car.
3: Yeah, I, I, and I was a little disappointed, actually. Why? That I didn't get a call from the fire department to let me know if I should evacuate or not after the pizza deliver? Wow, bro, you are
1: bringing up a good point. I'm I'm getting a little upset, and I didn't even bring the pizza. I mean, was, was that all a charade? Fancy for charade. Was that all a, sh- a, a charade, like they thank you and they're biting into the slice, laughing as you're driving back down the hill? I mean, <sighs>
3: That was that was kind of what the whole thing was for. Was hey, I just moved into the neighborhood, so if I need to evacuate, can you let me know? All right. I the 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 guards at the gate. They don't know what the hell's going on. I call them. I go, should we evacuate? Uh, I don't know. There's a fire on uh, uh Balboa. I go, guy, Balboa. It's on uh. It's uh. It's down the street. What are you talking about? Oh, it is? Oh, fuck it. Give me the fire. Give me the firefighters direct line. Well,
1: I don't. First of all, all right, there's a lot going on here. Number one, how come security, part of their responsibility, isn't having like a, a zone? And if the fire reaches that zone, we tell the tenants, I mean, you're only protecting me from criminals, but fire, I'm on my own. I mean, you're sitting here in the in the box. <laughs> Why are you in constant communication with the four guys uh, overlooking Malibu enjoying life? And secondly, <laughs> or whatever they are, um, do you think there's a chance the firemen were like, we will tell you when you need to evacuate. You didn't need to evacuate. You're a greenhorn on this hill, and, uh, you know, we're laughing at you because you're, you're packing up the family with a case of water and going down the hill every time there's a brush fire. I'm, I'm, you know, <laughs> It's not necessary.
3: Well... I want to go back over there this week. Now that we've had a couple of fires, to kind of discuss with them. Listen, guys, we got to work something out here. You got to give me a heads up on what's going on. If I need to evacuate, if I need to stay, we need to be like this. Is what type of communication I want with the fire department? Yeah. I want them I want them hooking up the the, the hose to the fire hydrant. Ready? And he's like, all right, all right, Louis, you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. And and during this, I want them to go, what? Well, hold on. I got to call Maniscalco and tell him to get the hell. Right.
1: right. <laughs> uh, no, I, I want that sliding down the pole. As you're sliding down the pole before you even get in the truck, you're pulling out, doing a slide down, going, evacuate Maniscalco's.
2: <laughs> uh,
1: uh, 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 oh, wait, uh, I, th- I got a good way to approach it, man, which makes it a little more delicate. If you yeah. go go back to them, maybe with some more food or turn it up a notch and bring some Italian pastries, right? And uh, and tell them, you throw your security guy under the bus a little bit. You go, listen, when I moved in, I thought this guy would give me a heads up with fires. But, I mean, I- I'm filling him in on where the fucking fire is, <laughs> right? So, I'm assuming by the time I know about the fire you guys do, is there... Would you guys mind, is it like a direct line that I could give you guys a call before I pack up my family every time and, and, and get an opinion if I should? Um, you know, because because I'm getting no help over there, and I'm I'm down the hill every other day with a, with the with a trunk open and a case of water, <laughs> but looking up at the hill like it's a volcano erupting. You know, so and maybe they'd be like, hey, eh, no problem. I mean, if you really want to get sexy about it, you literally get two cell phones, one for you and one for them, and you pay for the plan. And you go, just <laughs> hang this on your wall. If it rings, it's me. <laughs>
3: i Maniscalco not a scalco phone, baby. <laughs> so So Lana and I got in an argument over the firefighters. Um the other night, yeah. we had we had someone lighting fireworks off literally over the over the canyon yeah. from a from a street. Jesus so,
1: Christ. So man, Lana Tailgate at a fucking gas station. <laughs>
3: Jesus. So Lana goes, "Should I call the fire department?" And I go, "Fire department? Do you call the fire department directly?"
2: I,
1: well, when I called for carbon monoxide, I was—I didn't—you know—I figured that's the fire department. You call nine one one, you tell them the situation, and dispatch decides if that's fire or police.
3: That's what I said. Lana thinks you could just call the fire department and go, "I got a fire in my kitchen." Oh, uh, what you
1: think it like goes? Press one for fire. <laughs> Press two for intruder. <laughs> <laughs> Press three for heart attack.
3: <laughs> oh, That's god! Adorable, bro. <laughs> so, uh, but which which brings up the? Can you get through to the fire department? I mean, when you call when you call for monoxide, did you call fire?
1: I called and told them the situation, and they said, we're going to send the fire department. And I said, okay. And then yeah, I but 911. Them, yeah, you call call 911. yeah. Yeah. And then I told the co- uh, fireman, I go, you know, uh, uh, what, what have you found drugs? And he goes, usually when dispatch talks to the person, if they get a sense that it's an illegal situation, he goes, the cops come. are called with us, so we come together. So, but yeah, I mean, I Lana calls up and goes, "Listen, someone's shooting off fireworks, and I think there's going to be a fire. I don't know if we call the fireman or, or the cops. What do we do?" And then the dispatch, right? What happened? What'd you do?
3: You call? Uh, we we call the, the security gate. Oh, I said, "I got fire. I got I got fireworks in my backyard. Call the police." See,
1: he, he probably said thanks, turned around, sipped his soda, and watched.
3: <laughs> right. <laughs> If you call 911 on something and yeah. say they're shooting fireworks off, get over there, right? The people you called 911 on, could they find out that you called 911 on them?
1: No. That's it's, huge, it's, too.
3: It's, it's, uh, it's just that call... Because you always the nine one one call always comes out right. <laughs> oh, in the
1: news? You mean yeah,
3: <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> so how <laughs> how is that possible? Like it's not a uh um. What do you call it? It's uh, the word in my mind.
1: Public domain is that it?
3: When you call, yeah, you're not. What the hell's the word? Not uni- unanimous. It's anonymous. You're, na- you're anonymous. Ano- an- yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're not anonymous.
1: You are right. Like, like, like. For example, when I lived in New York City, I had a roof deck, and somebody in the building called the te- the uh, the permit people and said the roof was built without a permit. The, the roof was up there before I even moved in the roof deck, but yeah. someone wanted to be an asshole to me. I called a private detective. <laughs> and, I, and, I, and I said, can you uh, trace a phone call for me if I give you the cell phone number? And he goes, literally, I'll never forget, he goes, I didn't see him. I was on the phone, and he goes, uh, yeah, I don't trace phone calls. It's illegal. Goodbye. And he hung up on me. And the way he hung up on me made me feel like he gets, like, three or four of those a day. Like, people just needing to know who the fuck called on, my, on me, you know? Absolutely.
3: But, but how could he trace the phone call... To nine one one, like they'd have to call you.
1: What do you mean? No, if I I said I had the person in my building, I knew who I had the cell phone of who I think did it, and mm. I'm, and it's like if I give you that cell phone, can you see in the past month if they call this number? You know that. The uh, oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah 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 So that kind of shit, yeah. But <laughs> otherwise, yeah, I guess you're you're anonymous unless it uh, becomes a crime. And then all of a sudden they're gonna know it's you because they'll hear you on the dispatch going, "Guy, I'm looking at the smoke from here, guy." <laughs> oh god. Yeah, I, I I don't know. I'm gonna you know maybe we beep out the word here, but uh, uh, I'll just say a very a close friend of mine, blood blood close, if you know what I'm saying. I'm on the phone. Yeah. With a, I'm on the phone with him the other day, and he goes. Every day I drive to uh I drive to work, he goes, This is this beat up fucking camper on the parked out in front of the road and he goes, It's driving me nuts. He goes, It's been there like three years. Finally I said, Fuck it. I called up the town. He goes, I'm I'm five minutes into the phone call and the town goes, Oh, we'll send two cops over, we'll take care of that right away. And he goes, My brother my friend goes. <laughs> 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 he goes next day the camp is gone. He goes Then my other neighbor goes, hey, you hear what happened to Jerry's camper? And he goes, (laughs) and I go, I know, right? It's been there three years. Who would call now out of the blue? Must be the new guy. (laughs) That's the beauty of the 911, guy. (laughs) Nobody knows
2: (laughs) the trouble that I've seen. Glory,
3: Glory, hallelujah
1: burglar alarm, smoke detector. I don't know about you people, but when it, many other stuff goes off, I never think it's because it's working. <laughs> my carbon monoxide detector was beeping. I'm banging on it in front of my wife. I'm like, what the hell's wrong with this thing? <laughs> She's like, maybe there's carbon monoxide in the air. I'm like, nah, I'd smell that. Comedians Pete Corrielli and Sebastian Maniscalco. The Pete and Sebastian Show. So you got my video, all right? I, so I got the video.
3: So what is this? Explain well, what's going on. Here. I
1: I told you on many, I don't know, ep- episode, season three of the cast maybe, about an independent movie I made for free. I got the part. Uh, you know, no money involved. Wore my own clothes. M- my character drove a beat-up white van, and that was also the van I changed in. You know, low-budget thing. But there was a scene in the script, my character... I have my brother shoot me in the leg to make it look like I was robbed because I took the mob's money and instead of delivering it from one place to another, um, I was a degenerate gambler and I went to the track and lost it. So in the scene that I sent you, I'm being interrogated by the mob guy because he doesn't believe that I was robbed. So he wants to look at the bullet wound and ask me what happened. So they have to pull down my pants... And look at the bullet wound in my ass. And at the time, I remember telling you the story. I thought I was making an artistic choice. I was like a young River Phoenix guy. Brad Pitt. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I said I'd show it to you. And then I forgot about it. I couldn't find it. And the other day, I was uh, up in the attic getting some shit out for the for the visit, and I found my box. And I found the movie, man. And I was uh, checking it out. And I, I just so I just took a video of me. Playing it on my computer, I, you know I'm not going to download that shit. But I wanted you to see it. I got to show so, it to the listeners. It's too funny.
3: So what? Why a? Did you get shot in the ass? Couldn't they have made it? You got shot in the leg, or and then just pull up your pull up your jeans? <coughs> why why oh. are you half Why are you half naked in the fucking movie?
1: Well, you got. Oh, I should have shown. Listen, now I got to walk you through the whole thing. But no, in the opening. What my brother does is we go out into the woods, and he's my older brother, and he's always getting me out of trouble. He's the guy who wrote and directed it, you know? And uh, so this is his idea. This is the only thing we can do to get out of it. So we go out into the woods, and he shoots me in the thigh, but it goes through my thigh, my inner groin, and out my ass cheek. But the opening scene of the movie... Is me and him walking out into the woods with this ominous music playing, and he's got a paper bag in his hand, and you don't know what's in there. And then we get out into the woods, and maybe I'll save this for another time, but he's like, I'll show it to you another time, but he's like, you ready? You ready to do this? And I'm like, there's no other way. Do it now. No one's around. And, bro, I am not kidding. You watch this, you literally think one of us is about to blow the other one. Like that, like... (laughs) 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 And then... And you think condoms are in the brown bag. I'm not even kidding you. And then he pulls out the bag, and it's a gun. And he puts, it, he puts it up to my thigh, and he hugs me tight. And there's a camera shot above. And he's like, oh, God. And as soon as you hear, bang, screen goes back. Credits roll, guy. And we are in it. An hour and a half of amateur hour.
3: <laughs> How is the movie? Is it any good?
1: Oh, no. I mean, if I the scenes sound better than they are. There's one scene where I'm out, I'm out on a boat in the East River by the Brooklyn Bridge. Truly, man. We had a stuntman, and I had to push a guy into the water. There's one scene where I mug a a, a guy in Brooklyn, and I have him in the back of the van with a gun in his mouth. Crazy shit, yeah. But uh, And then the last scene of the whole movie is... I have to leave and go to Canada and never come back or my brother isn't going to be in trouble, right? So we have to drive about four hours outside of New York City towards Binghamton where there's finally a sign that says Canada, you know, wherever we were, Canada, you know, Montreal, 200 miles, right? And he's like, we're going to go where that sign is. So we had to drive four hours out there. And the last scene was I'm driving, I pull over by the sign. That says Canada, 200 kilometers. And I get out and I sit on the hood of the car and I'm supposed to be contemplating. Do I go to Canada or do I go back home and make life crazy for everybody again? You know, I'm like the bad guy. And as I'm sitting on the hood, he's got the camera on me and there's no dialogue. So he can say anything because it's just the sound of the highway. And the director's going, now rub your thigh where you got shot. Rub your thigh. So everyone knows that you're thinking about the bullet wound and everything that happened. So now I'm sitting on the hood of the car, and it looks like I'm rubbing my dick trying to get a hot on (laughs) 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 And I can't say nothing. It's this guy's movie. I'm only four years into comedy, and I'm like, wow, what a director's choice.
3: Good call. So... (laughs) Oh, uh, there's multiple scenes that could be misconstrued as as a porn.
1: Oh, okay, it would have it would have made more money and been more successful if it was a porn. And by the way, do you believe I thought I was good looking then? Do you believe that? It's fucking crazy. My hair and shit, my beer filled face. Oh my god! I did have a nice hair, so you gotta admit that. <laughs> 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 oh shit.
2: Go to Sebastian Maniscalco's YouTube page to see this whole episode and to sneak a peek at Pete's Tushy.
1: So, anyway, yeah, I pulled that out. I'm starting up my newsletter, I gotta say for the listeners. Uh, if you haven't signed up for Pete Porrielli's newsletter, I've been talking about it. I'm finally gonna start writing. And my first one was gonna be, I found that, and I was gonna talk about the ass scene and, and then write about it. And Jackie goes... Oh my God, you start a newsletter and the first thing you're going to go to is the one movie you ever did and you're going to make fun of it. I mean, God, why don't you just write about your life? What's going on? So anyway, that's what I'll be writing about, what's going on.
3: Well, you know, we we used to have uh, the Pete newsletter. What'd, what'd you call it?
1: That was a TV show called The Pete. Yeah, that was a whole no. big thing. That was a production. Oh. That was That was really good.
2: Oh,
1: yeah. I found the old video of me and you from Alternate Side because I'm going to start my YouTube channel, so I'm collecting all my failures. <laughs> no, that was good shit.
2: <laughs>
1: Bro, I got an, a couple of questions on the etiquette side I needed to run by you. Yeah. And this one is, uh, I'm seriously perplexed. As you know, I've been wearing the chains, right? Yeah. Now, yeah. when I go to our, you know, this this. Pool we belong to, right? It's a uh, you know nice pool. It's nice. It's uh, I don't want to call it a country club. It's the closest thing to one around here. It's it's not like real expensive, but it's real nice. It's classy. They bring you drinks out. Anyway, uh, I can't. Whenever I go there, what I've been doing is when I go, I'm in my bathing suit and I take my shirt off. I've been taking my chains off and putting them like inside my shirt or in my hat and not putting them on till I leave. Do you think? When a man is chained and he gets to a pool or beach, does he keep the chains on for the swim and the overall hang, or should I be taking them off? I- I'm perplexed. No, I,
3: no you, you leave those on, bro. It's like a part of the costume.
1: Really?
3: It's, yeah, no, you, you take. First of all, when you have chains on, how are you taking your shirt off? Are you double crossing your arms and doing one of these, or do you go from the back? Forward. What's Dude, I, your? Sh-
1: I, I, I do the back forward. I do your second one right there. Absolutely back forward.
3: Okay, I think a better look for you with chains on is you, you just you unveil it because because if you if you come up with it like that it just it it's it's like a uh, it's almost like you're at a Broadway show and <laughs> and, and and the play is starting.
2: You know, what?
1: you're making me feel like everyone already in the water are a bunch of ducks, and a swan is about <laughs> to fucking come in, right? You ever see a swan come in with his ducks? Oh, man, showstopper. <laughs> fuck! If I was a duck, I'd be like, oh, there's a swan here. Let's get the fuck <laughs> out of here. You're gonna, you're never, this thing's going
3: to outshine us. <laughs> you know, you know. You know what the sick thing is about Italians though? Oh what? <laughs> we always think so people are watching us take our shirt off. like oh, like yeah. you're going <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> like oh. is there a part of you when you're taking your shit off at the pool? in your head going? People are looking. <laughs> oh
1: God! are you kidding me? Bro, any woman at the pool wearing shades is looking at me. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. Even if their head's turned in the opposite direction, somehow they're looking through the reflection of their shades at me. I don't even go in the shallow end that often because the women down at the end, they can't handle my presence. With the the family, I stay in the deep end like a dolphin. I just come down once in a while. He's He's here again. Oh, there he goes, the Italian guy. Look at his chest hand mat itself down as he comes up. Oh, wow.
2: Oh, fuck oh, you bring I've been up here a-
1: three days in a row, Carol And I haven't seen him use sunscreen either <laughs> oh, oh, we're kidding, God. folks We're fucking kidding <laughs>
3: Here's one for you yeah. When you're underwater Right Right. Yeah. And then you're going to come out of it Yeah do you come out so you make it your so your hair your hair is already back or do you pop out of water and the hair's on the forehead and then you got to you got to move it back how do how do, you, how, do you, how do you exit the water from underneath
1: Oh uh, no! You got You got to do a full head back shoot up, like a like like a, again, like a dolphin or a swordfish shooting out of the water. You, you ever go to get halfway out of the ladder and you realize you didn't do a good dip back, so you got to go back, back just to just to get it right. Oh, well, the other move you do too. Dad, dad's doing this move. You ever do this move where you got like your shades on and your kids playing on you, and you just come straight up with all your hair dripping down over your shades and you spitting out water. That's just for the ladies to go, oh, he's a good dad, too. He's playing the dad games. They're climbing all over him. Oh, God, you get the full package. Oh Jeez, you could even, when you're at Willana, you could yell out, am I going to make the da 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 Just so all the other women know. Holy shit! He's gonna do the
3: cooking when they get home! Oh, <laughs> uh, I listen. The, <laughs> when you exit a pool, yeah. do you exit from the ladder or do you do you, I would just think you would do a full like oh. push, a push-out.
1: When you when you do the push-out though, Jackie used to be a lifeguard. Now she taught me that. When you do the push out off the ledge, you got to push so high that when you come up, you get you land on one foot. Yeah. Uh, I used to do that nice. <laughs> I did that the other day. Now I'm at the age I do the push out to the knee. Then I bring the other knee up. And now I'm like on all fours like a fucking horse. <laughs> Just dripping wet. Hair still looks good, but I look fucking 50. And then I slowly <laughs> climb up. Holy shit!
3: Oh, uh, <laughs> it uh, when I was a twenty-one, it used to be one motion. It, it literally used to be one motion, go up and just you, you used to pop out. I almost, Uh-oh. almost did like a squat <laughs> out of the water. <laughs> it almost, almost looks like to the naked
1: eye. You didn't even use your hands. You didn't even use your head.
3: Oh shit! Here's another one for you. Yeah. How do you enter a pool at 50? Do you walk in? Uh, or do you sit down and then scooch in? Do you jump? All right,
1: completely based on the temperature of the water. I do a foot dip. By the way, I, you know when you do that, you put one foot on the ledge and you go down with the other foot and dip it in? Uh, yeah, 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 I couldn't even do that before with the arthritis <laughs> from the hip. I couldn't do that for a while. I had to do to get on the ladder and go down one step backwards <laughs> and then announce. Then you do the announce to everybody outside the pool. It's cold.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah! What
1: the fuck, right? So based on the temp, now if it's cold, I go over to the steps and I do a slow wade in, up to the waist. Chat with the adults. Don't splash me. And then eventually, my I, I'm, I'm my daughter splashes me enough, and I just go down. Right now, if it's warm, I jump right in. But bro, I used to I used to dive. I dove once the other day, and I I literally came up, and I thought I spine my uh, <laughs> cracked crack my fucking spine. You know? And this is off the ledge. No diving board in sight. That's psychotic. Who the fuck is diving? It's insane. It's unnecessary.
2: It's unnecessary, <laughs> right?
3: Oh no, uh, uh, the, the the dive at fifty literally could be life threatening. <laughs> Absolutely. <I mean. laughs> and
1: then when I hit the water, I kind of went forward like a somersault. I got nauseous. Are you kidding me? Because I can't, I can't, I can't go on a swing or nothing. And I came up and Sadie wanted to play. I'm like, hold on, daddy, Daddy's <laughs> nauseous for a second. Oh, shit.
3: <laughs> oh God. Oh, God. I, I I dove in the pool a couple days ago.
1: Oh, wow, yeah.
3: My face was red for twenty four hours.
1: <laughs> now, you doing the double hand protecting or you just got two out like Superman?
3: I I first of all, I don't really know the proper form to dive and I always put my hands out. Front it's yeah exactly. with, just, just for the look. I there's no there's no purpose for my hands going out. Just, it's just it's literally just to, just to show people at the pool I'm diving. <laughs> that's it.
1: That's it. See this now because it's only happened <laughs> once this afternoon. By the way, I mean I, I know this is terrible. Yeah, you hear these accents about people diving and then they get paralyzed, right? who, who the fuck is randomly diving into unknown depths? Right? Yeah, I, I mean I gotta do a deep dive, I gotta ask other people, I gotta do the people normally die. I asked the lifeguard, you ever do that shit? I don't risk it, I go, Can we dive over here? She's like, Oh my god, I usually tell most people yes or no after they do it, pussy, but uh yes you can.
3: <laughs> oh my god. Oh so you got a deep end in your pool? No, I don't. I uh, it's it's six and a half feet, but I do it I don't do a dive like this. I hear you. I, I, I almost do a dive just to slice the water and then come up. I you know, it's 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 a dive in and out. It's not a dive down Uh, and up.
1: That's, that's, listen, that's what every guy is saying in the hospital I can barely move his arm after the accident. (laughs) Don't be doing that shallow dive anymore, bro. That is not worth it, man. That's, you know, come on.
3: No, I hear you. Yeah.
1: So, by the way, Uh worst comes to worst, Can you survive uh, in your pool if a fire surrounded the house? Do you know if that's a, if that's a real thing? Like, if you guys are fucking like that, you and Lana just breathing right out of your mouth? Bailey sticking. in your face.
3: <laughs> uh, I don't know. Does fire? No. I, well, I mean, the fire could come over uh, depending on what the wind direction is. I, I, I would assume the pool would be a good place to go. Jeez. Let me get to the uh, – we got this thing we got to announce. It's something it's freaking that we're exciting. doing. Alright, we're going live, virtual podcast, August 13th at 5pm Pacific, 8pm Eastern, alright? We want the listeners to be a part of the cast, you could ask us anything, uh, I want you to uh, look at our social media platforms, there's a link on there to register, this is a free event, and uh, you could come on the Pete and Sebastian show and talk to us, yeah, we wanted to incorporate the listeners here on this event, uh, It's always been a kind of a one-sided We're putting the stuff out You guys are listening But now we want to incorporate Everybody that listens to the Pete and Sebastian show Come on the show Ask us questions Refer to old episodes Whatever you want to do uh, August 13th 5pm Pacific 8pm Eastern We don't know how long this thing's going to run. We're just going to have fun with it. But we wanted to give a different flavor to the show than you're normally used to. And we thought this would be a fun way to do it, uh, given the fact that we are all in quarantine. So uh, I just wanted to get that out there. It's
1: going to be great. It's It's a Thursday night. So even if you got summertime plans for Friday and Saturday, what better way to kick them off? Like the appetizer for the weekend, you break out a wine, some brewskis. Maybe a cappuccino, it doesn't matter. You sit back, you, you hear something you wanna interject, you, you you get involved. Right? <laughs> you get involved. Now that now when we talk about caviar, you can go, no, 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 guys,
3: that's wrong. I love it. So uh <laughs> no, it's gonna that, be great. That's that. Um What do you got? You got anything else? I got I got one last story
1: I gotta leave you with that made me freaking I thought this was so funny. A good buddy of mine in town, alright? Yeah. So, uh, you know, one thing leads to another. Jackie is chatting with him, and we're talking. And uh, he's got all this new furniture. He's got this big old house, right? And he's got all this cool furniture. And she goes, uh, we'll call his name Frank, even though it's not. She goes, Frank, what's up with all the furniture? I love it. And he goes, and she goes, where'd you get it? And he goes, you ready for this? he goes, it's Harvey Weinstein's. And we're like, what? And <laughs> <laughs> he goes, yeah. He's got a, a family member, his niece, who's an actress. Her friend... Was one of Harvey's gals, and he and he has a house in Westchester that she was in. Okay, so when everything went down, now Harvey went to jail. He's gonna sell the house. He got out what he wanted. Uh, long story short, the girl says, "You know, if you guys want anything, anything left, the movies are gonna take. So it's up to you." So my buddy goes, <laughs> "Fucking rented a Penske and drove seven hours to Harvey Weinstein's house in Westchester." And fucking load it up. <laughs> and he's got a couch on the, on the front porch. And, and Jackie goes, what's with the couch? It's so nice. He goes, I had it inside. But then I thought he probably had his casting sessions on this couch. So I took it out. I don't want that in my house. <gasps> <Damn>
3: it! <gasps> Holy oh, shit, man. man. What a talking piece. I, I mean, know. Can you just sit in there going, you know who's that in that chair? He's in prison now. <laughs>
1: Right. The seat you're in right now is the seat Harvey sat in when he gave the green light to uh, Goodwill (laughs) Hunting.
3: (laughs) Oh my God! Another great hang,
1: bro. How are we not down to number two or number one?
3: We're moving. We're moving up, bro. This this thing is getting some some heat behind it. We got to thank the listeners, Pete and Sebastian. Show keep sharing it with your friends and family. I will see you next week. Great hang, man.
1: The show has ended. Get in your virus mood and then we'll talk virus.
0: (laughs) The biggest international festival for the business of podcasting is back. The Podcast Show London will bring together thousands of podcast creators under one roof on the 22nd and 23rd of May. Also featuring major industry players, global brands and some of the most iconic voices in podcasting. Plus creator meetups, networking and an evening festival of unmissable live shows. Farses from £89. Book yours now at thepodcastshowlondon.com.